AGM coming in, and we're back. Reading drops of soap, while Dane's dropping facts. Three's better than two if you understand the meaning. White boy up, so we introduce Keenan. Mercenaries and underwear, they can stay put. We have football on our tongues, just minus the foot. Rugby league group showers while drinking for lane. And we're bringing this bullshit any given Monday. I said any given Monday. Yeah, any given Monday. Any given Monday. Yeah, any given Monday. I said any given Monday, baby. Are you seeing numbers? Yeah. That's three, two, and that says one, that's zero. Boom. Mouthful well, of food. Here we are. Are we on? Right. Yeah, we, yeah, we can. It's recorded now. Oh, man, when we're setting up this fucking Riverside, I feel like Doc Brown and, and you're Marty McFly, man. And I'm fucking... <laughs> oh, man. I'm just so hopeless. I'm just like standing here holding the camera and then I just keep veering off and you're like, hold the camera. You know? <laughs> and you don't have your own personal laptop or? Nah, I'm on the missus laptop. So her studies come second to our podcast. So it's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, so at that's the moment, she's, she's supposed to be studying for her final exams for TAFE, but I, um, I've commandeered the, the only laptop in the house. So here we are. We're on. Well, th- this is, th- this is going to make real money, yeah? Oh, exactly. There's only one way to make money in this world, and it's not studying, that's for sure. So we've got to just jump straight on and, and, it's, and it's keep pod, it all pod, Podcasting to 20 people a week. <laughs> yeah, 20. Well, they're watching it three times each. <laughs> just our mums, three times yeah. each. How's your what, week been anyway, lad? Uh, it's been all right, man. Just had that, yeah, had that weekend away up at Gladstone. Um, yeah. And then... Yeah, other than that, we had, what did we have, Mother's Day? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I missed your mum on Mother's Day. So. Yeah, that's right. She had plenty of company, don't stress. What did you do for it? No, nah, I didn't do anything, man. I got honestly sick hours on Saturday. So I went to bed perfectly fine on Friday and woke up. It's so crook. I just I couldn't even move. So I, um, by the time Sunday came around, I was um, I was spent. Couldn't, couldn't get out of bed. So I spent right. the whole... All weekend in bed. Not alcohol induced or anything like nah, that? No, nah. no. Even on, on Friday, I felt 100% fine. I had two beers Friday night. Um, just one watching the footy with my housemate at home and then went to the missus' place and watched the footy with her brother-in-law and had a beer with him and then went to bed um, sober as a judge at about 10.30 and then woke up at in the middle of the night. Just fucking rude today. Eh? But uh, it is what it is. I came good Sunday Sunday just after lunch, which is good because the 18s played down at Wynnum. So I got to go down and um, and watch my boys get another victory. So Yeah, they get up yeah. again and then you're getting, getting one of your boys back soon, yeah? Yeah, young Gussie, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't actually know what we're going to do with him, but... Um, well, he trained today like, like strapped up. Yeah, right. Well, he's been doing that for us. Like He just wears his bracing and just like... Yeah. Does it for the, no, Gus has a um, has a broken scaphoid in his thumb, and he's just been playing footy with it for like the whole time he's been hurt because he's an idiot. So, um, yeah, this similar injury to what I did, and I didn't do anything for three months. And Gus has been throwing, kicking footballs around, and all sorts of shit. But pra- at least we know yeah, he's pra- and- practicing his left to right and stuff. So, oh man, well it couldn't get any worse. So. That's good. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's not talk about the cunt though. He listens to every fucking episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I figures that, eh? Fuck. Silly, <laughs> silly pricks. Anyway, what do you reckon about the footy? We had a fucking good round of footy. Our Bronx are just absolutely, ch- like, just churning away victories. Yeah, well, I know that there's a lot of Brisbane boys already booking plane tickets down south and uh, they're just going to. Oh, yeah. Start of October there. I was talking, I was watching it with Sal up in Gladstone where like, um, and uh, we were talking about how if we can keep this middle unit, like this younger, like it kind of like younger, lighter, more agile middle unit together, it's just going to be magic for us, you know? Yeah, 100%. Well, we've got obviously, we've, it's been evident over the last few seasons even that we've got the talent there, like the young talent, the young core coming through. And we've just haven't had any direction or any leadership around them. But then you add a little bit of direction, a little bit of leadership. Obviously, Reynolds provides both and Capewell with a bit of leadership. Even blokes in the squad like Jensen and um, and Ryan James and stuff like that bring that leadership and those qualities to the club. So we got these young, young throbbers we knew we had, all these talented kids now realizing what it actually means to be a first grader and having some direction and someone to just steer the ship in the right direction and tell them which way to go, you know? So it's, it's all good signs at the moment. We're three on the trot and we're entrenched in the yeah. top eight. So that's um, it. You got Carrigan look like he's doing all the Alex Lloyds in the world and just, uh, just pumping out numbers. I think, yeah, I think his stats, what, what, yeah, what was his stats? So it was thir- like 38 tackles, zero misses or, Oh, something ridiculous like that. He was exceptional. He was dead set. And everyone thought without Payne Haas, the Broncos were going to struggle this week. And I was I was in that in that boat. Just the loss of um, the loss of go forward, the loss of so many things that Payne Haas provides. And then our boy um, Paddy C just comes out and decides that um, he'll do it all for us. So he was he was unreal. And him not only him alone. He wasn't the only one. Um, Tom Flegler off the bench was fucking outstanding. Yeah. Every hit up he took, he was bending the line back. And this is against a South Pack who were in a, who were in a grand final last year, you know? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, his flag's good when he's when he's not getting fucking put on report and taking cunts' heads off. He's, uh, yeah, he goes yeah. well. That's one thing we've got to get out of the flag stuff because um, cause he's always going to be um, that sort of player that's really, really talented, really good, can always fucking make an impact on a game. He's just got to, after the game, it said it was genuinely a last-second thing. He was... An hour before the game, found out he was starting in the back row, and um, yeah, just did his job exceptionally. Still got a few bits to work on. He got found out a few times in defence, but all in all, was super solid. Got got over for a couple of couple of meat pies. Just looked the part, looked a first grader, and when he's got the last name Travojevic, you know he's got some pedigree behind him to to take his game to the next level. People just got to realise that just because he is a Travojevic doesn't mean he's going to be a fully 100% well-rounded player when he's like in these early stages of his career. Like you got to remember, Jake and Tom weren't doing what they're doing when they were six games in. So people people are roasting him online saying, oh, he's defensively this, defen-. like he does this. He's like, mate, he's played six games of first grade. Give the kid, give the kid fucking, well, tell me he's not going to be, not going to be making those errors in 40, 50 games, you know, like. Yeah, that's right. And is he coming out and saying that, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the shit already, you know, it's like. Yeah, exactly. He's, 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 the kid's just fine on his feet and he's fucking doing a good job. He just scored two tries and, and was, um, the whole fucking world looked at him and said he was one of the best players in the field. So, um, and this is filling in a position for a bloke like Olakawatu who was out sick and everyone goes, oh, that's a big loss. But then the bloke who fills his spot does his job to a T and then just uh, scores a couple of tries on the back of it. So, um, yeah, 
Good. And I wonder if it, young fella. And if it, if yeah, Benny's playing well, I wonder if um if Turbo just get gets a bit less arrogant and stops telling everyone he's the man in the sheds. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Don't know. I don't think that's gonna happen. Anyway, we'll go um go back to the to the start of the week. We might just yeah. fucking start capping these games off. I've just found my notes here. I've been searching for them in my phone. Um, round nine it was one week before Magic Round. It sort of feels like you get into a bit of a lull. You get the first four or five rounds out of the way, and then there's a couple of rounds. And once you hit Magic Round, boom, switch flicks, Magic Round, Origin, and then you have that lull again the back end of the year before finals. But for me, this was an unreal round of footy. We started on on Thursday with our Bronx having a 32-12 win over the Bunnies. Some of the points I've got written here... um, I don't exactly know what the I think when I do my points I just jot them down in my notes usually on my phone and some of them are very vague you know like do you ever just write shit down and you forget what the actual topic was oh yeah man oh yeah man my first point is <laughs> my first point on this is I write heaps when I'm when I'm watching <laughs> yeah oh man my first point is Cam Murray that's weak four minutes in so if anyone wants to go watch four minutes in and find out what Cam Murray's weak for you just let us know in the comment section but I'm sure it must have been pretty weak for me to get stuck into him um second point I had was Cody Walker's a coward again uh, I can't remember what that was for but it seems 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 legit um um <laughs> the players I had written down here Campbell Graham was outstanding again he good good putting his hand up well for origin just in that center position he's just so safe defensively he's unreal to get through his work he's a fucking great player obviously Paddy Carrigan was a standout um Flegler standout our boy Corey Goats just once again churning out fucking meat pies and just an absolute meteor eater Oh mate, Dano's. I mean, Keenan's already designed the tattoo. <laughs> yeah, and it's unreal. It is unreal. Bro, even even though he was a, I never thought of the actual like yeah having like the goat with with uh, Corey like kind of like in the yeah, actual inscribed in the goat. goat. Yeah, <laughs> it's sick for the, once um once the, the second Corey Oates gets selected for Origin, we're gonna have to post a, a sort of a stencils type photo up on our socials for you guys all to have a look at. Um, and this is what's gonna get tattooed on Freddie's forehead. So. Yeah, no, somewhere in my body, definitely not on my head, neck, or anywhere that's outside my T-shirt. Yeah. Well, another point I had down here was um, Selwyn Cobbo was huge for us again. He's really fine in his feet in first grade, and I'm, I'm loving what he's doing, especially especially on the wing. I'm glad he's still on the wing, but like applied his trade, but he's just been outstanding the last few weeks. And his error count, that was my biggest thing with him in the start of the season. And a lot of people's biggest problem with um, Cobbo was his errors. But he's had, um, I think he had one error this week. And um, like from where he was at the start of the year, where he was having 11 errors every fortnight, you know, like it's just, um, it, it, he's given us such valuable meters and, and making such big plays. And to do all that off one error is just, yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. And it's, it's also, it makes it easier when the boys just have to worry about their, their positional, like their job. Rather yeah, hundred like, percent. Am, I, am, I, am 100%. I moving into center? Am I moving at the back because it's someone I got to cover? Someone like yeah. Yeah, I also had just like as just as a blanket thing. Brisbane's defense was fucking was top shelf. Um, just coming like the the way our centers and wingers, well their whole edges, they the, the three edge defenders were just coming up and jamming in, but they were doing it. Um, so effectively, I don't even know how they were they were managing to do it because usually South are that 
slow methodical pick the edge apart with slow everyone moving forward everyone running their lines probably not like a melbourne who come and blow you off the park it's the south like to pick the edge apart and brisbane are just coming out of line and shooting in and just just absolutely cleaning up everyone and there was just scramble i think we missed more tackles by a substantial margin but just a scramble and, and the want to get there was was ridiculous but and I, it's, yeah sorry mate is it just yeah. is it just me or, or like south aren't i know it sounds good when they're trying to hype up a game and stuff each round mm. and when there's south involved but they're not that team like they're no, not no. they're not that they at the moment they're not you know, they'd be pushing to, to be in the eight at the moment, you know, the, yeah, the couple exactly. of what they've put together. So well, I, 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 I see that win. I didn't see it as like, oh, fuck, yeah, we beat South. I just saw it as like, yeah, we beat we beat a, just the middle of the pack side at the moment. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, that's what you're saying is exactly true because South are outside the eight. They're sitting in ninth spot at the moment. So it's it's pretty much exactly what you're saying. They're, they're that team at the moment who's just outside the eight and, they could still move into the eight at the back end of the year if we string some wins together, get some troops back. But at the moment, yeah, they're just they're that side. So um, it's, it's a it's a good win by the Broncos. We haven't gone three in a row in a long time, so happy with that. And it just it was amplified by the defense at the start of the game. The, the try saving tackle that um, that your man Hetherington made on um, Cam Murray right under the post come outside in just right shoulder up and under the rock just absolutely fucking that's straight out of the trevor gilmeister handbook and just axe this bloke <laughs> straight in half it was unreal to watch i was, I was sitting at home going holy fuck it was unreal and then not too long after that herbie farnworth runs down tane mill in the corner and reach around pops his arm and pops yeah. the ball out which is just the effort like those two plays were dead set try savers and there was two or three more try savers throughout the game from the Bronx. So it could have been a much different game if um, if the Broncos weren't um, weren't up for it, you know. Yeah, I'm so pumped we locked locked up Herbie for a bit. Oh yeah, we just need to as long as we keep, as you said, keep the young core. Keep we we know what we've got. We've got Carrigan. If we keep Hass, we keep Herbie. We keep Cobbo. Like all these blokes, we just keep trying to just recruit, recruit, and add to what we've got. Just keep ticking them along. And we've even got blokes coming through now that are actually blokes you thought were in the system that weren't really going anywhere starting to show fruit, like Keenan Palacia. Yep. He's been starting to show some, show the fruits of his hard work over the last few seasons. Brandon Payakora still in the in the reserve grade. He'll be coming through soon. He's a great young talent, good, strong, solid back rower. Um, yeah. Even and also Rabardi. You, you tell when Ricky's playing well. You know, like you tell oh, yeah, the team when that cunt's playing well as well. Mm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, that was yeah, it was a great game. I loved every minute of it. Um, moving on to the next game on Friday night, mate. Um, did you watch the Raiders-Dogs game? I watched some of it, man, yeah, because I watched, oh, so I had, man. like, I was, at, I was at home for that, like, well, at, at an apart, apartment for the Bronx, and then the um, second, the, the, the Raiders-Bulldogs, I was, like, out doing stuff while I was on in the screen, you know, um, at the mm. pub. Yeah, yeah. so... Brand, we can. I think the less we say about this game, the better. To be honest, it was a dead set fucking stinker. But one thing I will say is Matt Frawley coming in from reserve grade and just having an absolute blinder, quite easily the best player in the field. 
selling candy, just dummy through the line, comes to Dufty, absolutely throws a dummy to Casper, the friendly ghost, because there's no one there. Just sold Dufty straight in the dirt, eh? It was unreal. So the only only point I got from this game was Matt Frawley's Andrew Johns reincarnate. <laughs> Go the fools. Uh, and then we had um, from Panthers, that... Panthers power. Yeah, mate. Honestly, this game, how? Like, how is how is this game a thing? It was unbelievable the whole time. The game was back and forth. Mitchell Moses kicked for like seven hundred meters or something. His kick meters. It was un like unreal. That's how many times they were just completing sets in their own end and just booting the fuck out of the ball. That's how arm wrestling yeah, back and forth. Also, it was. Moses Moses long kicking game is so impressive for his height. Yeah, you know? yeah, hundred percent. Mitchell Moses kicked for seven hundred and fifty-four meters. He had nineteen kicks for seven hundred fifty-four meters. That means that means at least nineteen times they were kicking out of their end, and he was booting the absolute piss out of it. So, yeah, it just goes to show what an arm wrestle it was. Cleary kicked for four hundred and fifty-eight meters off eighteen kicks, just back and forth arm wrestle grindy sort of game the tackle count like api coruscant 58 tackles isaiah yo 47 tackles unbelievable some of these guys in the middle in this arm wrestles type of game in the you look at even Parramatta, reed marnie 49 tackles isaiah papaliti 48 tackles big big tackle counts because this game was the ball was in play for an incredible amount of time it was one end to the other also, also shows para para can play to their potential and uh panthers can be human in some aspects as well 100 yeah. it just it really frustrates you because we get a game like this and still after it all we want all people can talk about is some of the refereeing decisions i don't want to talk about it but that drop ball from philly army kick out how that went unmissed how that went missed oh my god it was so blatantly a knock-on I'm fucking Stevie Wonder was on the sideline screaming knock on. It was fucking dead set. <laughs> are, you, are you writing down these fucking puns? That you, that you're drawing Casper the Ghost, Stevie Wonder on the sideline. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm fucking straight off the cuff, you know. I just come in, come in and do my work. I'm like a mosquito in a nudist colony, you know. Well, you, just tons <laughs> of work to do. I just get it be, done. You should be writing the next rap for the for AGM, man. Oh, can rap too. Tell you what, <laughs> tell you what, um, bro, bro. I did talking about rap for a sec. I did so. Usually, where I was, like where I was coaching, I um the last couple of years, I've rapped for the team on the last night. And Sully, <laughs> Sully will do like Sully will do like a poem, or he's he's sung like the Gambler or something like that. Oh, and yeah. I get I get like I get like two <laughs> bars in, and I just go blank. Like I was like. Mm. Um, um, I think I was doing fucking join a Lucas and then I just paused, <laughs> forgot every word and just had to walk away with my head down. Just totally and you're getting, just getting booed, booed off the oh, back man, of the bus by 15 just, year old girl. Yeah. Just be, be rabbit opening scene out on the fucking stage joking. <laughs> Come on, you know, rabbit. Wait, and we don't know if I was at a girl's carnival or not. I'm just not, I'm not mentioning the carnival. <laughs> Oh yeah, just um at that thing you do, yeah, sweet. But anyway, how's um Panthers kicking up a stink about the trainer running across the face of the goalpost? You hear that? 
Yeah, I know. And and I was watching it back. It's like clear he couldn't have fucking told you. Oh, he would have had no idea. He by the yeah. time the trainer ran across, Cleary had already done his setup and his eyes were locked on the footy. He was fucking death beaming this ball and his eyes were locked. He kicked it and wouldn't have had any idea the dude was there. And either way, we can harp on this as much as you want. Kick out and knock the ball on cold. Dead set cold and they picked it up and two plays later they're scoring in the corner. And also it looked like with the trainer as well, he didn't know he was like, Oh shit, you know, it yeah. just continued his path. But yeah. it was a it was an absolutely incredible game of football. Isaiah Papali'i is a fucking beast, man. That guy, the Tigers have got a good one, eh? Because fuck, who if you had told anyone in the whole world when they signed him from the Warriors last year, I bet you you didn't even know who the fuck he was last year. Like no. he just like when he was at the Warriors, he was just an average come off the bench, play fucking twenty minutes in the middle sort of front rower. He goes to Parramatta and he is the best back rower in the comp at the moment by a mile. Like, even the, the form back rowers in the comp are struggling in this new game. Like, Yangus Crichtons and your, and your blokes like this. Isaiah Pupley is putting up massive numbers week in and week out. He's, he's a fucking problem. He's yeah. he's playing so good that you've got Ryan Madison and Sean Lane fighting out for the other side, who have both been in career best form as well. So, yeah. It's a really good problem for Parra to have this season, but... It's also very depressing that he's leaving the building at the end of the year to go to fucking yeah. go to the Tigers. Oh man, I, and it goes. It's also it's like it sucks. We're talking about this a couple of um, uh, pods ago, or it was even last year. But how you don't like knowing that they're leaving so early, mm-hmm. you know? I wish yeah. that it was like kept after a, a signing date or a, a, dra- a drafting date, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, but. With, yeah, it's always it's going to be the debate until it either happens or it's squashed whether we need a trade window or some sort of deadline where we can get these moves made because a bloke like Papali'i, they would have, I think, well, if you were in the para fucking in the para bandwagon, you'd be sitting there going, we got this guy as nothing paid him bottom dollar. After one good year, he's going to be demanding good cash because of how good he was. And... You think you you buy low, sell high. You know you you bought him at nothing, and he's worth something. And you just you know you can get rid of him now before you have to pay him his big money. But and then again, you don't know if he's going to come out next year and fucking be be as as good. So Parra could have just thought, oh, maybe it was just a, like a, a flash in the pan sort of thing. He won't be as like he'll still be obviously progressed in his football, but he he might not be as effective next season. And obviously they've made the wrong decision on this one because. Dude is quality, quality in the back row. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, go, Dan. I just thought also, just to finish off this game, I thought Junior Paulo was freakish. He's a big man. He fucking, man, he does some crazy things. And Taylor May, the left winger for Penrith, um, he was unbelievable. Toto came back and he did his normal Toto thing, running for 6,000 metres and taking having 43 tackle breaks and, and all the rest he does. But Taylor May was doing the same thing for on the other wing and he's he's um, eight, oh, 19 years old or something and fucking 85 kilos. So kid's an absolute freak. Yeah, well, to, you know, Toto had to come back and do his thing because they've got options that are left mm. wing, you know. Oh, 100%. And he's um, only... And he put his best foot forward and make sure he's he's got his blues jumper back, which I don't think he'll have a problem. So, 
Um, good on Tyo. Uh, moving on, what do we got next game? There was a couple of games here on Saturday. The Manly Tigers won. That was a bit of a stinker to start, and it sort of just started spicing up more and more. We've already spoken about your man, Ben Trevojevic, old Burbo. How was um, Ben fucking... Burbo, Gerbo, and Turbo all all starting on the same field is a pretty special moment. But um, yeah, that's special... mate, that's a that's a money making only fans right there. Oh hell yeah, yeah. yeah. man! Imagine just being win. their imagine being their mother Mother's Day weekend. You three boys are de- uh, playing together for the first, starting together for the first time in first grade at yeah. Brookvale packed I mean, house. Is there another one as well? Oh man! Is it just the three you. of them, or is there another one? I we'll have to, we'll have to look it up. We'll subscribe we'll to their OnlyFans to check it. Yeah, yeah. If anyone's if anyone is subscribed to their OnlyFans already, let us know so it doesn't cost me extra four dollars thirty seven cents. The one player I did want to really stand out, oh, two players from the Tigers was um, Luke Garner. Played in the centres. He's been playing in the centres for the last month. And the Tigers have just been casually winning games and being competitive. Luke Garner's a back rower, and he's been out there in the centre absolutely just fucking doing his job, trying his stones out. And this week he got ch- chanced with the, the, the task to try and slow down a Tom Trevojevic. And every time Tom went to went to the Manly's left-hand side, Luke Garner chopped him down right around the knees and just fucking he could go nowhere. And then in the second half, Garner gets himself a fucking gets on a loose ball and finds himself streaking away down a sideline. It sees Tom coming across. Instead of freaking out and losing it, he just pins his ears back for the corner of the big dog and ends up scoring a meaty. So I thought yeah. Luke Garner was very, very good. And um, he's you, also you... another one that's signed out. So um, he'll be um, showing his services at Penrith next year. What do you think, um, Dana? There were some things in the commentary that we noticed about... Um, they're mentioning about Turbo getting himself to like first receive of too much, or like having taking those taking those hit ups, not you know not letting the bigger boys do it with even at the back end. I you know I love seeing it personally, mm, me too. But uh, you know, but it's not very self preserving on on himself. Yeah, well, this is the problem we have with all our really gun fullbacks because Tedesco likes to do the same thing, push himself into the line and, and get the ball one off the dummy half and go for a scamper just to see what to see what's happening, get out and test out the markers and the A's. But um, the way Tom does it, Tom just gets the ball and he's trucking front row lines, you know. So I see where they're coming from, Manly, saying this is our Ferrari and we got him fucking going to pick up pizzas, you know. We should um, just be having him in the shed and let one of our old busted Volvos like Marty DePaul bang it up, you know. So um, I think he just needs to realise that he is a fucking, he's a sports car and you save yourself for those fucking long drives down those coastal roads, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, there's definitely players that know exactly when to use their body weight in, into impacts and stuff. He's oh, one of them, and I think oh, that's what gets, gets, gets him away with a lot of things. Yeah, well, the amount of times he comes into a line, you think he's getting banged, and he lands up on his front. Like, oh, my God, in state of origin, two um, two tackles in the first set last year of game one. Two tackles of the first set, Tom Trevojevic had a hit up, and both times he landed on his front after Tarek Sims got bashed, and I think it was Daniel Saifidi got bashed, and they couldn't put Tom on his back, so... Um, it just goes to show he's got some technique, some strength, just to just some natural ability to to do yeah. things like that. He's a freak, man. 
You're um, going to Cal, Cal Stewart's Saturday morning weekend classes. Yeah, yeah, just doing extras with the big dog. Cal doesn't, need, Cal doesn't even fall far to land on his front anymore because his front's out here somewhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> um, One other player I had from the Tigers was Joe Offengawi. I thought he was rubbish when he left the Broncos and he was um, playing some rubbish football last year. But this game, and for the last couple of weeks actually, he's been trying his ass off. And this game in particular, I thought he tried his dick straight off, like he's not even there anymore. And he ended up give, getting himself a little uh, little prize there with a try at the end. But he was the last person chasing every time. They had a bloke go to the sin bin and another forward get done HIA. So he played 80 minutes at lock just about. He was fucking everywhere. He was um, you know, good yeah. for you, Joe. Yeah, it's just so the players, man. It's hard not to get that frustration and let it affect your own game because I know mm-hmm. when he sort of left, left up like at the Bronx, I was spewing because you knew he was one of those. You know, he was a, a like a Haas rather than you know rather yeah, than a Junior. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And he's shown signs. I mean, he's played Origin for God's sake. So there's there's signs there of of, of a great football player. He's just. When he was at the Broncos, we were using him as just this fucking we were trying to get a bit of that pan guy out of him, where he's just coming on and trying to wrecking ball people. Where I think you're right, if he if he's playing bigger minutes and he can get through some work, he, that's more his style of game. But he also then went to the Tigers and got into their system and and wasn't really finding his feet. But now he's Madge has obviously seen something in him, playing him 80 or big minutes anyway at lock. So um, good on him, Joe O. Congratulations, you're going well. <laughs> he definitely listens to the pod, so he'll be. Oh, yeah. so. oh, if he doesn't, he should. So, moving on. Um, Roosters Titans. Did you watch this? Um, no, I didn't watch any of this. Yeah, that's probably good. It was yuck too. Um, yeah. Tedesco scored three tries, just literally catching the ball and and looking at Will Smith, and then Will Smith said, "Okay, you can score again." Um, yeah. Will Smith was, was a... too busy slapping Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Um, He's too busy picking hairs out of his tea, you know. But um, I think the try there was a try that Takiaho scored. The Tigers, uh, the the Roosters front rower, scored a try down a short side, skittled three blokes, and just walked over and put the ball down. Like it just wasn't even first grade standard by the Gold Coast. It was fucking yuck. The whole lot of it. Um, there was one really really good catch by our man Corey Thompson. He was unbelievable in the air. Um, they were kicking to Daniel Tupo all night. Tupo obviously got the better of him, just being such a such a supreme athlete and such a great footballer. But um, there was one time where Corey Thompson just skied up, sort of tapped the ball forward to himself, and just recorded. It was a it was something to behold, I tell you. Tupo, man, just, sometimes I feel like he's just, he's such a, quite like, uh, just, he's been an achiever for so long that he doesn't get the praise always, that, because he's just yeah. always so solid. Yeah, well, when you got a bloke like Tupo who's given you 130 plus metres every week and never missing a tackle and never making an error, you just sort of get used to it and you, and you almost forget about it, but then you realise when you don't have him, you go, holy fuck, we're losing all this meterage, we're making errors out of our own end and shit. Bikes like Tupo go, go underappreciated yeah. in the NRL, but um, he's, uh, you know, definitely he's not by his teammates. Second only to Corey Oates. Like, oh, to, yeah, Corey Goats. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, second to Corey is um, better than being um, first, I suppose. I'd rather be second to Corey. Um, the next... <laughs> we, yeah, you go. Yeah, well, I was just going to move on to the next game for Cowboys versus the Knights. First half, yuck. Second half, Cowboys are back finding their feet again. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm liking what the Cowboys are doing, man. It's good, yeah. I think it's like it's it's kind of cool because I'm not usually the biggest Titans fan at all, but I, you do like seeing the Cowboys do well. You know, ever since it's been overflow Cowboys getting pumped every fucking week, it's always yeah. good to oh, I yeah. see the Cowboys and 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 it's like Cowboys and Bronx hitting form at the same time. Yeah, it's good. It's good to see those two back in the top eight. If but if you had said at the start of the season which Queensland club club would be leading. Out of all three of them, you definitely wouldn't have picked the Cowboys, I wouldn't imagine. I I know I wouldn't have. I would have had them down closer to the bottom. But um, they're just playing for each other, eh? The, fuck, their defence is good. Ruben Cotter, man, that dude is off his head. Um, Scott Drinkwater he is silky. Absolutely <laughs> fucking silky. Um, Chad Townsend's brought just this element of, of experience and class to the side they never had. He's happy just to go down and play the long game, kick the ball behind them and get the ball back. Whereas the Cowboys... Also, also drink water, having the mentality, like all the the, um, the side in his brain coming in, not knowing what's going to happen with him. Like, where's yeah. he going to be playing? Like, what... Yeah, he's actually... So, he's, he's playing his best footy every week because he knows his spot's on the line, you know? So, mm. but I think he's well and truly played himself into that jersey. So, um and then yeah. it's, it's, you know, I've always been a deer and dick rider. And oh, I think man. I will be, but he's just, yeah, starting he's to. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm. Their forward pack, Tom is killing it. Back, almost back to his best. He's looking unreal. As I said, that Cotter, fuck. Even Robson coming out of hooker. Fuck, he ran a lot. Looked dangerous. Nanai, Lukey, these guys, they're, yeah, they're, they're building nicely. And the less we talk about Newcastle, probably the better. Sorry, Newcastle fans, but it's going to be a long season. If you can't yeah. beat the dogs this week, I'd strongly consider forfeiting every week after that. <laughs> just and call then, it a day, eh? So, and then we had the, yeah, just the fucking, the pumping from the storm. Yeah, Boys. see, this game definitely didn't look like it. Ref the scoreline reflected the game. I think the Dragons were just in it for so long, but they just wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't throw any caution to the wind. And every time they did, they were making errors and, and Storm just made them pay. You know, you can't give Melbourne any cheap ball. It's just, it's so hard. Melbourne is so good. Because if you don't yeah. take chances, you can't beat them. But also, if you take your chance and it fails, they're straight off and running the other way. And then we might have, yeah, we've, you know, we've lost one of the spectacles for the Magic Round because of it, because of the game. Yeah. And, uh, Which is that. almost yeah. upsetting, you know. Melbourne played Penrith this week and you just wanted to see two full-strength lineups just go at it. It's like a mini, mini grand final, Saturday night, Magic Round. In Brisbane, packed oh, house. There, would have, there would have been more mullets, more fucking style mullets there than any anywhere else in the world. Oh just yeah, for that 100%. Cunt. Oh yeah, but I don't know. It is what it is. Hopefully, he can get himself right. He's got an injury to both legs, so it's going to be a tough rehab. And uh, then um, also, and then gun to your head. What do you do with the Warriors? Yeah, what do you do with the Warriors? I think you almost blow the place up and start again. Eh? <laughs> I think almost, maybe even let the dra let the Dolphins come in and we'll just take the Warriors out <laughs> and maybe start them again in 2024 because, oh, they're just awful. If you can't beat a side with 12 blokes for, what was it, 63 minutes, yeah, and then they had 10 blokes for 10 of that, I've had 11 blokes for 10 minutes of that, that's just not first-grade standard. The, they bring Sean Johnson back to the club. Yeah, everyone thought, ha, this is awesome, fucking fairy tale. He's kicked two field goals to win games. 
that game was single-handedly lost. I'm not going to say by Sean Johnson, but by poor decisions down their end, and a lot of them were Johnson's. You're telling me this bloke's played in the halves in the NRL for near on 10 years, well, more than 10 years now, and we're versing 11 blokes and you're kicking the ball dead every single time we get an opportunity down that end. You're giving 11 blokes seven tackles to come up and get the ball away from the toilet again. It was ridiculous. And their defense is just yuck. Like, 11 blokes have a two-man overlap somehow. Mm. Like, Connor Tracy scored two tries in the left wing from overlap play when they were down two men. Oh, just... I don't know. What would you do? What would you do, the worst? Oh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that we I think we we always, you, you know, like I, I that talk. I was reading an article talking about, you know, um, what is it relegation and stuff like that, mm. um, putting them down into uh, uh, what well, they would go into New South Wales Cup or, but it's like mm. we always we always want a team in there like in oh, the yeah. comp from over there. We definitely need it, and yeah. they've shown that they just need to. Yeah, it's like you said. It's it's not like. Um, blowing them up, but like you know, getting something that you know what the Panthers did five years ago, yeah, and try trying to get that bit build up again. Yeah, it's just been so hard for them the last few seasons being in Australia and then having different bases. They had what they have Terrigal, they had Kingscliff, and then they finally settled at Redcliffe. But yeah. still, that's that's not their home, you know. I'm sure they they've got staff and and players and all this stuff that are from New Zealand, live in New Zealand, families in New Zealand. So they're doing all this um, in a different country, trying to stay competitive. I know people will come out and say, oh, it's their job. They just show up and play footy. There's more to it than that. In the NRL, it's not just like like club footy where you go train for an hour an, an hour every every week and then show up to game day these blokes are doing six five six sessions a week with recovery and video and media and and all oh, the yeah. rest of it so with every game being an away game they, they're not getting any fucking yeah. height yeah exactly yeah there's it's struggled to gain any morale any any go forward any any spark to drive the outfit and the positive sign for the warriors is they're still sitting 10th like, it's not like we're sitting here saying blow them up, start again almost, and you've got sides like Canberra blow them who have a roster to be in the top four even, and they can't win a game because they're, they're fucking horrible. They beat the yeah. dogs and that's it. So, um, yeah, they, they've got positive signs. They've got a good, a, a few good players like Reese Walsh is committed to staying there. That's massive. Fenor Blake signed for, for a few years, massive. Tohu Harris comes back this week. Um, let's just hope they can string together some wins and be competitive because um, if they're not, it's, yeah, there's some bad news for New Zealand. Yeah. All right, but we're rolling into fucking... So we got the the games all up in Brizzy this weekend. What yeah. what are you what day are you going to? I can't make any day, so I, yeah, I didn't get tickets. I'm spewing. I haven't been to a Magic Ground yet, but I think next year it might be the might be the year where I just say fuck it. I'm just going to go to get a, get all three days tickets and just go all three days, and I'm just going to write the weekend off because I feel bad missing out, especially when I listen to all my podcasts and blokes are flying up from Sydney just just to be a part of it. And I live here, and I live 15 minutes from Suncorp Stadium, and I can't get my ass down there, so. Yeah, but it's kind of it's it's kind of the opposite thing, man. Too also, if they did magic round, just say down in Melbourne, 
whittle yeah. the fucking not jumping oh, on yeah. blades going down there oh, doing the weekend away. Yeah, imagine the but weekend yeah. trip to Melbourne for a magic round. Oh man, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, how like nothing gets used more than a fucking toilet cubicle at Suncorp on a magic round, you know? Oh, Just the line man. line up for that shit. Yeah, there's, why is there 15 RM, RM boots in that cubicle? <laughs> and why did I say an odd number? <laughs> God damn it. Oh, shit. Because uh, there's I, one guy lining them up. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to Saturday. Yeah, that's good. Saturday's the yeah. day to go. Well, you, yeah. you look at the games on Saturday, you've got your late game on Saturday, Storm versus Panthers. Mm. Fuck me. If that's one versus two... Both teams flying. Obviously, Melbourne are going to be hindered without their star fullback, Ryan Pappenhausen. But Melbourne have always just had a next man up mentality. They won't use that excuse. They'll be there ready to play and ready to win. So that would be an excellent game of football. And even even after that, the whole the whole round is just... The matchups. they obviously, they booked this round at the start of the season and you know who you're going to play, but it's just worked out perfectly. Four, four games, you're versing the bloke next to you on the ladder. So yeah. we're looking at Warriors play Rabbits. That's 10th plays 9th. Seagulls play Broncos. That's 7th plays 8th. Bulldogs play Knights. That's 15th plays 16th, which will be an absolute stink fest. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the cubicles get used, right? Yeah, yeah, the whole game. That game, and then everyone comes back for the other game. Uh, and Everyone then comes up and they've got business plans with each other. They're like, yeah, we'll start that. <laughs> yeah. He goes, if we invest here, we can move, <laughs> move this capital this way. Yeah, you heard about this shit called Bitcoin? Fucking yeah. <laughs> if I invest 10 schooners now, you'll give me back three rums later. Uh, perfect. Oh, magic round. What a festival. Festival of football. Let's do but it. But it's funny. I was watching an ad today and it's like, you know, it's, it's like Panthers versus Storm and also there's magic around on <laughs> yeah yeah oh, it's so massive man, that game i can't wait oh. yeah i've got we've got like uh kind of like a t-hawks reunion so the oh, yeah. boys, I was gonna boys say coming up from sydney um so Moran because he's his old man's at the uh west Tigers. so yeah. he just he just lined us up the tickets and then boys coming over from hawaii and shit and um meeting up with John and stuff. yeah so it should be good i know we were sitting all around the stadium but um, yeah. yeah, but obviously the after after cubicles will be good. Yeah, um, and it's a festival of football. I don't know how much you like festivals and shit, so you'll be right into it. Right, mate. Yeah, a festival fucking. Can... <laughs> 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 oh, boys are on and, tour, eh? Let's go. Man, I do this. I do wish this Riverside. So, so boys, if you if that sounds a bit disjointed, me and Dane are doing this on Riverside tonight because we've been uh, a bit hectic this week, and also Keenan um, couldn't do it. Uh, like. Keenan can only usually do it on the Sundays. Yeah. Um, so he's a bit filthy at us as well. So, but man, they need, uh, I'm not going to probably put this video on. I'll put the audio because they need like an old, they don't have an old filter on this. I've got, I see every fucking crease in my face from the download. <laughs> right. That's how we see you all the time. Anyway, what's your prediction, bro, for the game of this, this magic round? What do you, Obviously, beside, the around, yeah, beside, give me one besides the, the main. Um, well, I think actually the Tigers and Cowboys could be a game to watch, or either that or the Roosters and, and Eels. But I think the, the way the Tigers defend, that obviously they let in 40 points last week, but they're actually defensively one of the better teams in the comp. Um, 
like so I think they're going to be one of those sides where you can um where you can rely on them to sort of help try and lock up some of these blokes so if they're going against the Cowboys that could be a good defensive outfit the Tigers going against a good attacking outfit in the Cows Cows are obviously really good defensively as well so it could be a bit of a, a bit of a um, slugfest which I like yeah sweet all right well yeah fucking let's chill it then eh Let's and then we'll try, yeah, we'll try to get back for the recap, Magic Round recap, live, yeah, we'll definitely live in studio. Yeah, in the studio, um, we'll be back. So everyone, thanks for tuning in. I know it's only a short one tonight. Uh, me and Freddie just thought we'd knock it out just to give you a little bit of um, recap on round nine, push us into round 10, Magic Round. And, I know um, Danny, our boy Danny Williams was was shouting yeah, yeah. messages to get us something going. So yeah, um, shout out to Angus and his broken hand. Shout out to uh, to Freddy for hooking up the Riverside because I'm um, technologically <laughs> illiterate. Um, shout out to Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles. You just listen to it the laptop. I was wondering why I couldn't hear myself. They probably aren't. Anyway, shout out to Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder for refereeing the games on the weekend. I really appreciate it. Oh. Definitely, um, and just leave that webcam on when you and Oons go at it tonight, mate. Get us, we'll get a fuckload of listeners. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. I'll just put it on our on our only bands, you know, just uh, any given Monday show. Um, shout out to Brick Lane, always sorting us out, and uh, Freddie will be having a few Brick Lanes this weekend, I imagine. So brick lines, just, I call them just, brick lines. Yeah, as I say, just stay in your lane. You know, <laughs> there's no lane when you take the line out, eh? It's just one big. Anyway, moving on. Um, shout out, shout out to the listeners, and shout out to Freddie. Shout out to Keenan for um, yeah, for, for getting on here as per usual. But um, to everyone, <laughs> he won't come back on when he broke it. But he never listens to this hustle anyway. So yeah, you can roast him what you want. It's all good. Yeah. All um, right, mate. Cheers. All right. Peace. Boom. Don't Peace. be a mercenary. Later, bro. Yeah.